Hello, and welcome to the Quantum Fit Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I am your host. This podcast is all about applying the different principles of quantum physics and quantum biology to your health and fitness. This gives us a holistic view of how different environmental factors, such as sunlight or cold, play a major role in your overall health. So I won't just be talking about diet or exercise and developing good habits. If you want to really make lasting changes in how you feel, think, and act, then I'd recommend you try to listen closely and have an open mind to what I have to say. Every day I'll be hitting you with a quick 7-15 to minute long podcast. I keep it short like this because it makes it both informative and to the points that you don't feel quite so overwhelmed with information. Also, currently I do not do any kind of advertisements. So instead, I ask that you share this podcast with a friend or family member if you enjoyed the message and gained something from it. I want to be able to spread quality and easy-to-understand content that everyone can take and use in their own daily lives. I would highly appreciate it. On to today's episode, Ralph Waldo Emerson's Self-Reliance. I'm going to be reading a few passages from this piece of work, and I will be commenting a little bit on each one as I go along. So, let's get started. I read the other day some verses written by an eminent painter which were original and not conventional. The soul always hears an admonition in such lines, let the subject be what it may. The sentiment they instill is of more value than any thought they may contain. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all men, that is genius. Speak your latent conviction and it shall be the universal sense. For the inmost in due time becomes the outmost. And our first thought is rendered back to us by the trumpets of the last judgment. Familiar as the voice of the mind is to each, the highest merit we ascribe to Moses, Plato, and Milton is that they set at naught books and traditions and spoke not what men, but what they thought. A man should learn to detect and watch that gleam of light which flashes across his mind from within, more than the luster of the firmament of bards and sages. Yet he dismisses without notice his thought, because it is his. In every work of genius we recognize our own rejected thoughts. They come back to us with a certain alienated majesty. Great works of art have no more affecting lesson for us than this. They teach us to to abide by our spontaneous impression with good-humored inflexibility than most when the whole cry of voices is on the other side. Else, tomorrow a stranger will say with masterly good sense precisely what we have thought and felt all the time, and we shall be forced to take with shame our own opinion from another. So this passage is basically saying that we each have our own genius that we should be listening to, a small inner voice. When that inspiration strikes, Emerson is saying that we must 
learn that we must understand that this inspiration is unique to us and we should pay attention to it. It should be a goal. You know, one of your main goals is to do just that, to listen to that inner inspiration. Moving on. There is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide, that he must take himself, for better, for worse, as his portion, that though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing corn can come to him, but through his toil bestowed on that plot of ground which is given to him to till. The power which resides in him is new in nature, and none but he knows what that is which he can do, nor does he know until he has tried. Not for nothing one face, one character, one fact makes much impression on him, and another none. This sculpture in the memory is not without pre-established harmony. The eye was placed where one ray shall, should fall, that it might testify of that particular ray. We but half express ourselves and are ashamed of that divine idea which each of us represents. It may be safely trusted as proportionate and of good issues, so it be faithfully imparted. But God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. A man is relieved and gay when he has put his heart into his work and done his best. But what he has said or done otherwise shall give him no peace. It is a deliverance which does not deliver. In the attempt, his genius deserts him. No muse befriends, no invention, no hope. Breaking it down, Emerson is pretty much saying that we will live unfulfilled lives if we do not do the work that is set before us and listen to that inner voice. The hard work is what we must do. We have to do it because that is specifically what will nourish us and make us whole. And now those were two of the first paragraphs within this piece. Now I'm going to be skipping ahead towards the bottom of it, again, just for the sake of keeping the podcast episode shorter rather than longer. Traveling is a fool's paradise. Our first journeys discover to us the indifference of places. At home, I dream that at Naples, at Rome, I can be intoxicated with beauty and lose my sadness. I pack my trunk embrace my friends, embark on the sea, and at last wake up in Naples, and there beside me is the stern fact, the sad self, unrelenting, identical, that I fled from. I seek the Vatican and the palaces. I affect to be intoxicated with sights and suggestions, but I am not intoxicated. My giant goes with me wherever I go. In this last piece, we investigate how it is impossible to escape your own individual unique problems. 
It's this idea that trying to run away from your inner voice, or you could even call it your call to adventure, and find some inspiration outside of yourself will never work. Only doing the work will bring you true peace from whatever issues you may have. And really, that's the main sentiment, the main idea that is behind self-reliance. It's listening to yourself and trusting yourself rather than trusting outside forces. Because as long as you trust yourself and you do the work that you're inspired to do, and you work very hard at it, constantly coming to it, you know, doing as much as you can, that's the only way you'll actually... You know, again, find peace. You'll find contentness in your life is by doing the work. The work is what makes you happy. Nothing outside will. Nothing outside will solve the problems other than doing the work. Anyways, I hope you guys had a good time listening today. I know it was a little different since I didn't cover anything scientific in here. I guess it was all just... Well, not really self-help, you know, I guess kind of psychological, uh, maybe more philosophical than anything. But it's something I've wanted to talk about for a while now, especially since I personally believe that it has a lot of practical value. It, you know, this is one of my very, very favorite written pieces that I've personally read. It's, you know, pushed me to make a lot of change. Also, it should be noted that, you know, in case you couldn't tell, Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, he wrote in older English, more sophisticated. So there's probably a lot of words in there. Well, there's words in there I don't even know or fully understand the meaning of it. And it could be a little hard to understand, but I would highly recommend that you try reading through the full piece. It is kind of long. Again, it's like 10,000 words, so it's... It's a few pages, so it'll take a while to get through. And again, it's older English, so it might take even longer. You might have to look up some words just in case. But I couldn't recommend it enough. So if you have any questions or comments, you could find me on Instagram at RealQuantumFit. Find me on my personal Facebook page, Taylor Kelson. Or you can send me a voice message over Anchor if you listen to me on that app. Bye, guys.